Good morning. It's 9.30 on Wednesday, the 22nd of April, 2020. It's radio blogging, and today is Magical Wednesday. Welcome to Radio Blogging, daily shows with interactive activities to keep everyone busy and engaged. Brought to you by Pi Corbett, David Mitchell, Ian Rocky, and Russell Prue. Just listen and blog. It's live, fun, and interactive. And with new educational tasks every day, just head over to radioblogging.net to listen and find out more. It's really good to have your company. Thank you. Please, please don't stop. It's very nice. Thank you. Hello. It's a very special day for us. More of that in just a second. Welcome. This is show 21. My goodness. You are with the radio blogging team and this is our fabulous hour-long live interactive radio show combining radio and blogging. It's our 21st show today. Everybody upstanding, please. And together... Oh, you're too kind. You're too kind. Thank you. 21. Amazing. This is our fifth week. And my goodness, we're just getting good at it. Oh, it's amazing. Get in contact with us today, folks. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, my, uh, uh, I was just going to say my text service it is not open. I'm going to open it right now. It's 07624 802 272. I'll give you that number one more time. 07624 802 272 texts are free from most mobile phones they come straight to me and we'll read your message out on email we are radioblogging at gmail.com and you can go to the website and you can message us on our message board and you can also send us an email a very simple radioblogging at gmail.com and you can tweet us radioblogging just at radioblogging and here's my favorite bit of the day start the day with a slice of pie this is radioblogging.net Happy birthday, Pi! 21 <laughs> episodes. How's that, eh? Uh, that is very, very strange because I keep telling you I have a bus pass. I'm very, very ancient. But, you know, Russell, I got up uh, in the middle of the night last night and I was sort of wandering around. My wife kept saying, what on earth are you doing? I said, I'm looking for that pesky mouse. So I just had this sneaky feeling that something might be going on. A night raid on the fridge, a night raid on the metal bread bin. He won't get in. So I crept downstairs and there he was on the carpet, scampering out of the kitchen at Gerald the Mouse. So I chased him as fast as I could. Absolutely no chance at all. He sneaked behind the boiler. I know perfectly well he's got a... Uh, you know, a double bed round the back there somewhere or other and um, enjoying a, a, a tasty bit of camembert nicked from somewhere, maybe from the fridge. So Gerald the Mouse is alive and he is still in residence, everybody. Well, first thing this morning, um, a quick message to the aged aunt. She is good. She is well. And so are the dogs and the cats. So that's all uh, marvellous. It's a lovely sunny day here. And one of the thoughts I had this morning, I suddenly thought this is beginning to feel a bit like my classroom used to feel like, you know, that feeling because we've all taught, you know, that feeling where after a while you start to get to know the kids, you start to get to their know, know their names, you start to get to know a bit about their personalities. And I, I suddenly had that feeling. It's a bit like that. Names are popping up of people that we know and they've some people have been with us. Um, uh, virtually from the beginning 
so we're starting to recognize names and beginning to get to know each other. I'm beginning to get to know uh, some of the children's writing, you know, how, how they do their writing, their particular voice. It does feel a little bit like a classroom. And I love that idea that we can come together every day during the week. We can come together for an hour of sharing what we love, what we're passionate about, loving our reading and loving our writing and creativity. So uh, great to be with everybody. Get your notebooks and pencils uh, ready. Uh, Gerald is with us and uh, we, well, I hope he's not actually near me. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think he sleeps during the day, actually. I think it's in the evening he comes alive. So uh, shall we get on with some games? Creative Games. Play and try with Ian and Pi. Now, those of you who've not w been with us before, um, if you are looking at radio blogging and you can see along the very top, you need to click on today's show and up will come all the bits and bobs of the things that we're going to do. And first of all, head teacher Ian, we have to have a head teacher on the show in order to keep uh, the troops in order because there is... Uh, well, there are, occasionally we have a laugh, don't we, uh, uh, Mr. Rocky? We certainly do, is what it's all about, Pi, isn't it? Good morning. Really looking forward to Magical Wednesday this morning. I've always loved the idea of um, magical things. Um, as you know, I love things like dragons. Uh, mm. I can remember walking down the lane oh, only a few years ago and thinking to myself, you know, if if, if if we don't have in our minds the possibility of things like dragons and aliens, the possibilities of stretching our minds a wee bit, probably our scientists would never get anywhere. I, I have a feeling that that sort of curiosity, that opening up of the mind is part of maths and part of science, etc. It's not just an Englishy thing. Well, if you've not been with us before, you need your notebook, you need your pencil. Ian and I will now play a couple of games. And the idea is then we have a musical break and some shout outs and you play the games either in school or at home. And the first game is an antonym game. Now, we've done actually quite a lot of work on synonyms. Synonyms are words that mean the same sort of thing. So um, blazing, blistering. Both mean the same sort of thing. They're things that are very, very hot. Antonyms are opposites. So we're going to play an antonym game. So, Ian, if you give me um, uh, 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 an adjective and then um, or a word, mm. and then I'll try and get the opposite. OK, I'll start you off. Ease you in gently, Pi. Night. Day. Uh, wet. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I've fallen at the first hurdle. No, no, wait, wait, wet, dry. Dry, I can do that. Um, OK, try this one. Identical. Two things are identical. They're very similar. Identical, uh, the same. Opposites. Yeah, or different. Yeah, indeed. Different. Uh, high. Low. Shy. Bold. Uh, rich. Poor. Good. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> okay. Oh my goodness, yes. Okay, right. So you've got the idea of that one antonym game. And um, okay, let's now play the City of Silence, uh, sometimes known as the City of Stars. Now, folks, listen very carefully to the rules of the game. You need to be in two. So if you're at home, you need your mum or your dad or somebody to play with you this game. And there's an A and a B. So, Ian, you're going to be A. I'm going to be B. Right. A's. I want you to write down three. OK. Three place places. 
Now, don't put Paris, put city. So you need what I would describe as a generic place name. That means it's um, not specific. So you could have words like, uh, let's think of places. So we've got city, town, village, hamlet, lake, ocean, star, moon, sun, patio, alleyway, motorway, lane, path, house, um, flat, uh, block of flats, cave, that's a good one, forest. So you write down three um, uh, places like that. Okay, yeah. and I'm going to write down some nouns. Now, we've got two types of nouns. We've got abstract and concrete. Concrete nouns, these are nothing, this is nothing to be afraid of, folks. Concrete nouns are things that you can touch. They're thingies. And you know it's a noun if you can put the, a, or an in front of it, and if you can turn it into a plural. So I'm just looking at the table here. I've got book. So is book a noun? The book. A book. Now, can I make it plural? The books. The books that lie on the table. It's a noun. Those are the tests. So you can write down what I would describe as magical nouns. And for me, magical words are words like star, moon, forest, lake, key, door, uh, those sorts of story type words or abstract nouns. Now, abstract nouns are ones that you can't touch. So if we take a word like um, uh, fear, there's an abstract noun. Now, is it a noun? So can you put the A or an in front of it? The fear. Can you pluralize it? Make it a plural. So there are lots of them. The fears that Pi felt. Yes, you can. So it's an abstract noun. So it's abstract because you can't really touch it. Things that are abstract, you can't touch. They tend to be things like ideas, the ideas or feelings. So we've got words like fear, hope, greed, jealousy, joy, uh, laughter, imagination, creativity, war, peace. It's words like those. So I'm now going to jot my three down. Ian, you've got your three down already, probably. So um, uh, I'm going to put three down. So I got that one. I've got that one. And I've got um, ooh, that one. That's a horrid one. I'm going to put that one down. OK, what's your first? Now, what happens then is you put the ideas together and you'll get an interesting combination. So what's your first one, Ian? And my first one, Pi, is tunnel. Ah, I got laughter. The tunnel of laughter. Oh, that's great, isn't it? Yeah, it is. That's what uh, radio blogging is. It is a veritable tunnel of laughter that we enter each morning. What's yes. your second one? My second one is cottage. The cottage of greed. Oh, lovely. Yeah. I feel a map coming on now. Yes, me too. Yeah. What one? My last one, Pi, is desert. The desert of jealousy. Oh. That's where some people need to be cast. Jealous people. <laughs> To the desert, the hopeless That's desert beautiful. of jealousy. That's gorgeous, isn't it? And you get some interesting combinations. It's just playing around with ideas. So, um, the, the, as well as places, the other way you can do it is have um, containers. So you could have the box of jealousy or the box of greed or the box of laughter. Uh, what else could you have instead of a box? Um, a box, a suitcase, a rucksack, a fridge. The fridge of <laughs> Fridge of mice. So what we have now, folks, is you play the antonym game and the city of silence game. Uh, and while we're doing that, 
We have a musical break and some shout-outs, Russell. We do indeed. And we, there are shout-outs aplenty today, I have to say. More than I've ever seen before. So we got our work cut out with us. I searched my library for magical and this came up. I'm James Carter. The world is very grateful to what you and Pi and your whole team are doing. It's absolutely brilliant. You are a, literally a godsend. And I say that as a humanist, but you are a godsend to the world at the moment right now. And you give, and you give a great rhythm to every family's day. I think that's important. Everyone gets up and gets really creative because the morning is the creative time of the day. And what better than to switch on to uh, radioblogging.net. Uh, thanks, James, as well. That music, that was a theme tune to Animal Magic with Johnny Morris, the late Johnny Morris, OBE. My goodness, I had to look that up, and that was absolutely fabulous. So thank you so much. I hope that kind of got you in the mood for that. Here's some shout-outs from me. Text in this morning. Hi, from Eddie, aged eight. Hello, thank you. Good morning to you as well. Looking forward to a great show, as are we. Can I have a shout-out for Skel Morley, a primary school? But thanks very much, Mrs. Etting Ettringham. I hope I got that right. I think I probably did, but never mind. Uh, good morning. Big shout out to all the children listening from Brunel class at St Paul's Catholic Primary School in Poynton, Cheshire, and their teacher, Miss Flackley. Hello, Miss Flackley, and thank you so much for that message. Really good to hear from you. Mrs Higgins from St Louise wants to give a shout out to all the children at St Louise and especially Primary 6. Hello, Primary 6, P6, how are you? Uh, hope everyone is safe and well. Missing you all. Bless you. And this is a lovely way of getting in contact. I'll have some uh, tweets for you later on. There are loads, I have to say, but I know ian's got some emails thanks very much indeed russell 16 minutes to 10 o'clock this morning we're going to rattle through some shout outs good morning to jack who says happy 21st radio blogging birthday thank you very much indeed so does sonia who says happy birthday radio blogging from Maisie freya and sonia mrs coming there st peter's in easton are here and ready thank you very much lewis stone school thinks that gerald likes peanuts more than cheese mm, i don't know francesca says can i ask when you first started doing a blog i mean when did you start doing this at the very beginning interesting question i might get deputy mitchell to answer that later because he's probably been doing this uh the most uh, of us all of all four of us but certainly a very good question ava j tuned in every day so far stone with woodford returning listeners thank you so much holly wants a shout out you can have a shout out today and it is your 17th day well done to you bethany yes gerald is alive i am so relieved aren't we all lucy uh, good morning to you, Warren Road, another returning listener. Archie, good morning to you, and Harry as well. Gastrel School, and a massive shout-out to all of the NHS workers. Greer, hi, Mrs. Shirtliff. Good morning to you as well. Thank you so much. Imogen, love the games that we play at the start. Not as much as I do. I actually get to play them. How lucky am I? Monty, can Goshawks Year 5 get a shout-out? Yes, of course you can. And Arthur as well. Good morning. Oliver's been listening since day one. Oliver, we know you well. And Pi's absolutely right. We get to know you all. And it is so lovely to have you here in our virtual classroom this morning. Evan says, can we have a big shout out to everyone at Lavender Primary School in Enfield? I think that's a new school, certainly this week, if not today. We've also got Alexander. Good morning to you. Thank you for getting in touch. Neve, thank you as well. Buster, shout out to everyone in Stone with Woodford School. Sienna, hi, I'm Sienna. And I'd like to say thank you to Captain Tom for raising so much money. Yes, indeed. What a phenomenal amount of money that is for the NHS. Miss Mallon, good morning. Louis, hello to you. Looking forward to today's show. Wants a shout out from Mrs. McCalmont and Mrs. Murrin. That is done. No problem at all. Shreesha, hello. I'm excited for Magical Wednesday. So am I. 
It's going to be a great day. Poppy, big shout out to Gastral School and Abstract. And I'm a shout out for my granddad who's had to stay inside because of his asthma. Sebastian, good morning to you. And Gabby, also Joe from Tadcaster Primary. Uh, Mrs. McCalmont is there with a shout out on our Padlet. Jake and Robin and Sachin as well. Thank you so very much. And just to finish before I hand over to Pi, uh, we've had a, a, an email from uh, Jacqueline Shirtley. Thank you so much. Really enjoying the show. As a teacher, I'm working from home, but I'm still up early to walk the dog and be back in time for the start of radio blogging. It must be lots of hard work, but thank you. Today, for the first time, one of my class shared her writing on the listener's post. How exciting. Yeah, it is. It really is to see that writing. Um, she's also given us a, a plan, an idea, because uh, she had a mouse, a visitor to her house last year, and she sent us a picture of how they managed to capture the mouse using a YouTube video. The interaction between listeners and and the show is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, but for now, I'm going to hand over to Pi, who's going to take the show forward. Pi, over to you. Great stuff. And uh, it, it's fascinating, all of this, because <clears throat> James Walker has tweeted three of his uh, game, uh, three of his ideas for the, uh, the city game. He's got a maze of doors, a cave of whispers, and a city of creativity. Wow. Uh, marvellous stuff. So uh, we've uh, played our first couple of games. You've been doing those at home. And now, Russell, we go into one of my favorite moments of the show, because at, at the end of each show, there's an opportunity for children to record a piece of writing that we use in the next show. And I always look forward to this bit because it really is exciting to hear um, the listeners taking part in the show. Now, yesterday's show was all about space. So the recordings that we've got coming up, I think I'm writing saying they're along those lines. They are indeed, and they are stunning again. Here's Amelia, age seven. She's up first. Good evening. This is the six o'clock news with Amelia E. This evening, I will be interviewing Astar the alien from outer space. Astar, welcome to Earth. How are you finding it here? Well, I don't like all of the water everywhere. What is it? Do you mean the sea? The sea is wonderful. You can have so much fun playing in the sea. What don't you like about it? Well, I put my feet in it and it made me all wrinkly. I'm sorry to hear that. Why not play on the sand instead? Oh, no, no, no. It is Far too hot and sticky for my skin. What have you enjoyed about your visit to Earth, Asa? Hmm, I have enjoyed meeting people, even though they look a little unusual. Thank you, Asa, for coming on the news this evening. Thank you. Goodbye. Now, we asked for multiple voices, didn't we? We asked for an interview. How was that? I did. I, I don't know who the who the alien was. It might have been Mum. Oh dear. And don't start doing my voices. <laughs> I loved it. And that was so clear. You could. It was Amelia, wasn't it? Yes. You could hear. Yes. Every word was so clear, and that's important on radio. Actually, it's important when we speak all the time. We all have different accents and voices, but we need to speak clearly so that we can communicate. I absolutely loved that. It was really, really enjoyable. Have you got another one? Oh, got another two, and you're going to especially like this one. This is an Aliens Letter by Leisha uh, from Warren Road. I love this. Dear inhabitants of Earth, I was very fortunate to visit your planet 5,000 miles years ago. 
Even though I don't want to cause hate for your planet, I am writing this letter to tell you some amazing discoveries I've made. I really love the sight of beautiful snowflakes fluttering down. However, I didn't like seeing the glaciers in Antarctica melting. I really, really, really loved the sweet shops and books, but I didn't really like the sight of people squabbling over little things. I love the historic museums, but I hated the fact that people die every day in wars. I loved all the diversity, but I detested the fact that races and sexes still exist. Humans, I know I don't know about your personalities, but I have to tell you this: you have so much beauty on your mother, but you ignore it. If you continue this, nobody except your species will be alive. You are a disgrace to your home planet, and you are using too much power. You weren't even the first on your planet. I will come back in twenty-two thousand one hundred twenty-three Mars years to check on you. From Kralem, the alien. Wow, that's a letter and a half, isn't it? Did we like that? Did we did. That's a telling off, isn't it? And and I say absolutely. <laughs> So, um, what was her name? That was uh, Leisha, L-E-Y-S-H-A. Leisha, Leisha, Leisha. Leisha, I thought that was amazing. Hey, you're going to be a teacher. No, you're going to be a politician. Yes. And and sort this stuff out because it really, really does matter. And you are absolutely on it. It was clear. It was articulate. It was well argued marvellous stuff and you told us we've got one more to come and we have indeed so this is Sachin who's no stranger to our audio padlets but this is very special this is using a voice changer have a listen to this hello there and welcome to the six o'clock news with Sachin today we'll be having an alien speaking to us Rusto welcome to our show howdy okay would you like about planet earth I like your weird creations, although I don't like fi- your fi- your weird final tubes, as what you call them, that come near our planet as you intrude too much. Really? Yes, I like more peace and quiet. Okay, I'll tell our British astronauts that. Thanks. No, thank you. Okay, so that was me, Sachin, talking to Rostrom the alien about Earth. Wow, that's tricky to achieve, and that's our first one that's used technology like that. Do we like that? We did like that, actually. I think it's... I know that if I was a young teacher, I would be experimenting with all of this stuff, and I know that I would be getting my children in my classroom to experiment with all of this. I absolutely love that. Thank you ever so much, Sachin. He's been with us, as you say, virtually from the beginning. I'm really keen on this work, and um, it's he's, he's one of the people that I'm getting to know well. I love the enthusiasm and the way that he's happy to experiment with his language, with his writing, uh, and with the technology. Cracking stuff. Shall we go to the first Padlet, Russell? Yes, please. Okay, so if you're new to this, at the very top it says today's show. You should be clicked on that. Scan down a bit and you'll see it says activity one. A little bit below that you get a larger larger image. And it says on inside the box. Now, today we have Kit Wright coming up after the first Padlet. Kit is going to be reading three poems and uh, and there's an interview as well. Um, But before that... Uh, we're going to do a little bit of writing based on Kit's most famous poem. In fact, this might be the most famous modern poem 
that there is. It's called the magic box. And I know that almost every teacher will. And if you don't know this one, parents and teachers, it's a cracking, cracking poem. It has never, ever failed me. And in the poem, what he does is he creates a magic box and you can put into the magic box absolutely anything that you like. You can put in good things. You can put in bad things. It's a, the box is a bit like a TARDIS. So that it is larger inside than it is outside. So you can say inside the box, I would put, I mean, you can put in a playground full of children if that's what you're missing. Inside the box, I would put the wind whispering through the trees. Inside the box, I would put um, hatred and petty squabbling. And I picked that idea up from the audios we just had. And, and of course, that's part of being a writer, isn't it? Part of being a writer is magpie, getting ideas, being alert to ideas from other people's writing, from our experience, from our reading. And I'm going to talk you through how you do this. I know a lot of the children listening know, but if you're new to it, you won't. So on the Padlet, you can see in the bottom right hand corner, a pink blob with a plus mark on it. Click on that. Up comes a little box and it says title. So I write my name there. That's important that you write your name so that we know who you are. So I've written pi. Drop the cursor down where it says write something and click. Good. I'm in the right place. Now I'm going to put my idea. So what am I going to pop inside the box? Now, you can do one thing and then post it. But yesterday we had people writing three, four, five, six ideas. So let's get one down anyway. Inside the box, I would put inside the box, I would put. Now, what am I going to put inside? I think I'm going to put inside. I know what I'm going to put inside the box. I would put the withered tail. T-A-I-L, the withered tale of a distraught mouse, exclamation mark. <laughs> now, what, what we found, I'm having to go back at Gerald. What we found was that when we first did this, everybody got very excited about the ideas. And you do need to be excited about the ideas. And we do need to choose our words carefully. Um, and I'm pleased with that. But I mustn't forget the punctuation. So I've got a capital letter at the beginning. I've got an exclamation at the end. But after the words inside the box, that is what they call a fronted adverbial. Um, it's just a special little beginning. And we need a comma after it. It goes technically it goes inside the box, comma. I would put the withered tail of a distraught mouse. And actually, I'm going to do a second one inside the box. And this one. I'm going to use an idea from the first game. So I'm going to say inside the box of curiosity, inside the box of curiosity, comma, inside the box of curiosity, I would put, and I'm going to put something curious, the intricate, the intricate, ooh, spelt that wrong, intricate workings of a, uh, of, a, of, a, of a king's clock. Full stop. Now, I just got to reread it and double check it before I post it inside the box. I would put I'm going to change that to the box of curiosity, curiosity 
Inside the box of curiosity, I would put the withered tail of a distraught mouse. mouse. Inside the box of curiosity, I would put the intricate workings of a king's clock. So what is your box? The box of what? The box of hope, the box of creativity, the box of joy, the box of doom, the box of whispers. Inside the box of whispers, I would put ba-dum, 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 full stop. You can do two or three. Now, when you've done it, click on the Padlet and it says awaiting approval. And I know because I've been talking for a bit that by now the Padlets will be going crazy. And Mr. Mitchell reads every single one. So everything is safe and those will be being posted up. But in order to see them after a bit, you have to refresh the page. And what that means is you go to the top of the page. It says radioblogging.net. There is a semicircle with an arrow on it. And you click on that. And after a while, the page will refresh. Now, at this point, hundreds of them will be going up. So sometimes it's a little bit slow. So bear with it. But already we've got Lewis inside the box. I would put the majestic shimmering tail feathers of a peacock. Now, uh, Lewis, you could go back to that one and put the box of creativity or whispers. So to edit it, you just hover your cursor over it and bingo up comes that little gray box we've talked about before click on that and you have the facility to edit heath inside the box of random i would put a plane of candy and trees of jewels many mice and loads of yule the box was closed with a surprising clang logan inside the box you could add to that one logan the box of what i would put the wonderful nature from outside now that's an interesting one logan the wonderful nature from outside and i know exactly what you mean but be precise in oh, and what i mean by that is try and describe the detail so is it the green leaves is it the colors of flowers different and what sort of flowers this time of years is it the is it the primrose the yellow primroses like stars so try and name what it is and then i can see it so be precise okay russell normally speaking we have a bit of a, an interlude at this point but while people are writing, are we going to have a short bit of music? I can't remember what we've organised. We can do that. Or we, we, can. Could, uh, we could listen uh, to um, uh, Kit. So we can have some music. I have got some music. I have got some music. And there's loads of shout-outs. So this is a great opportunity uh, to uh, have a listen to that. I could play this from this week. Previously on radioblogging.net. Good morning, listeners. Start the day with a slice of pie. I had a car called Goat's Milk. And I have a pair of trousers called Frank. You will know that Gerald the Mouse had raided the porridge and there has been an overnight nut raid. Creative games. Play and try with Ian and Pie. We're now going to play a riddle game, Ian. I'm as thin as a reed and as sharp as a snake's tongue. Are you a needle? Hello, this is SF Said and you are listening to radioblogging.net. Listeners share their writing. His warty, scaly, bulging belly was contained by his dull, tarnished belt buckle. Lots of juicy words in there. We're imagining that we're going into the night museum and what might we see? We had the brilliant Brian Moses on the show. Go right in, past a beam of light that shoots from a cyclops eye. There's some fantastic ones about tro- facts about trolls, Russell. Ida's the spineback troll. I love the way that you've got a, a variety of troll there. Pi Corbett models outstanding writing. The truth about trolls 
If you have read any of the ancient Norse stories, you will have come across trolls. They are considered to be a type of creature related closely both to giants and humans. There's also Comment Corner. One thing that we try to do here is uh, make sure that children get a global audience, an authentic audience. When you stumble across a group of trolls, they will be easy to recognise. Most varieties of troll are similar in shape to a human, but considerably larger, though not as big as a giant. Frank Cottrell Boyce, fabulous author extraordinaire. Uh, the book is set slightly in the future on a big housing estate where all the pizzas are delivered by robots and all the buses are driverless intelligent ovens come and deliver your pizzas. This is Quantrill. Alice was thrilled when her recording of her writing was played on our radio show this morning. This is radioblogging.net, broadcasting live across the planet. That's what we got up to last week. That was a week, just an ordinary week in the life cycle of the fabulous radio blogging team. Uh, back to you, Pi. We'll do shout outs next. OK, well, lots going on on the pad, I can see. Now, folks, uh, be a bit fussy with your writing before you post double check capital letter and full stop please. But also remember, after that initial opening inside the box of curiosity, you need a comma. Eliza, inside the box of happiness, you need a comma there. Uh, I would put a gigantic dance studio where I can dance until my heart's content. and have my own amazing space to read and write. I love the idea. Evan from Lavender Primary, inside the box, I would put the sharp point of a majestic knight's sword. Tiana, inside the box, we need a comma there. I would put, oh, it's disappeared, put the lonely, oh, it's Hannah, I've, I've lost it. They keep, so many keep coming in, but I'm losing sight of them. Inside the box, Tiana, I would put the silk sari of a summer's night and the ombre sky of the day setting. Is that ombre or amber or sombre? Not too sure there. Have a little look at that spelling there. George, inside the box of life, I'll put the trees and animals Name them, George. Name them. Go back and name them. When I say name them, I mean which trees. Are we thinking of the willow, uh, the silvery willow trees or the sturdy oak trees? And Which animals so that we can actually picture them and see them in our minds? Joshua, inside the mysterious box, I would put a hero that doesn't need a cape, an NHS worker. Absolutely. Uh, Neve, inside the box of smooth, shiny wood, I would place my sparkling, bejeweled secret diary lots of ideas going on there and i think now it is time to um hear from kit can i just say that when i contacted kit for the poems um uh, he said to me i've read the magic box so many times and he said lots of children will have already heard it and actually you can google it and see him reading it on um uh you know on the internet there's a film clip of him reading it he said please please can i read something else so we yielded, didn't we, Russell? And we've let him read three poems. One of them is uh, a funny poem, I think. And the other two are actually quite serious. They're quite dark poems. They're brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Here's the first one. Kit Wright in the Cathedral Garden. And the other one, even shorter, it's a little one called In the Cathedral Gardens. And it's about um, the uh, gardens surrounding Liverpool Anglican Cathedral. I used to live sort of on top of and opposite um, to the gully where the gardens are surrounding the, uh, the Anglican Cathedral. And I thought it was quite a spooky sort of place. In the cathedral gardens, 
underneath the trees. In the chilly evening, the sun is on its knees, dying by the gravestones while their shadows freeze, and the dead are walking underneath the trees. So that's the first one. And I think I'd like to do two little ghosty poems, really. Um, and one, they're just sort of pictures. One's called Spooky Sentence. Outside was blind with mist till the grey turned darker and swung its shadows from the beams in the strange kitchen where the old woman sat with her head so low between her pointy shoulders, her chin was scooping for something I could not see in the darkness lit by a tooth, and her grin creaked. Um, hello, this is Kit Wright, um, poet, um, who's been at it quite a long time. I'd like to begin with a poem called How to Treat the House Plants. It's about someone who believes in being very uh, sensitive and thoughtful to houseplants and someone who doesn't have that theory at all. All she ever thinks about are houseplants. She talks to them and tends them every day. And she says, don't hurt their feelings. Give them love. In all your dealings with them, treat them in a tender, human way. Certainly, my dear, he says. Okay, human, eh? But the houseplants do not seem to want to play. They are stooping, they are drooping, they are kneeling in their clay. They are flaking, they are molting, turning yellow, turning grey. And they look, well, quite revolting as they sigh and fade away. So after she has left the house, he gets them and he sets them in a line against the wall. And I cannot say he cossets them or pets them. No, he doesn't sympathize with them at all. Is he tender? Is he human? Not a bit. No, to each of them in turn, he says, You twit. You're a rotten little skiver, cost a fiver, earn your keep. You're a dirty little dropout. You're a cop-out. You're a creep. You're a mangy little whinger. You're a cringer. Son, it's true. I have just been to the dustbin where there's better men than you. Get that stem back. Pull your weight. Stick your leaves out. Stand up straight. And strange to say, the plants cooperate. So when she comes back home and finds them glowing, green and healthy, every one a king, she says, it's tenderness that gets them growing. How strange the change a little love can bring. Oh, yes, he says, not half. Right, love's the thing. I absolutely love that. I'm pressing all the right buttons, everyone, but not necessarily in the right order. This is radioblogging.net, broadcasting live across the planet. Good to hear his voice, though, eh, Pi? Oh, lovely to hear his voice. Uh, uh, Brian Moses and I first had Kit in our classrooms. Ooh, must be all 30, 35 years ago. Lovely man. Uh, really nice to hear his voice. And nice to hear him reading two slightly different ones there. He does a lot of funny ones, a lot of witty ones. 
Um, and uh, also those serious ones, the spooky sentence one, um, and the, in the cathedral garden, I love that. In the chilly evening, the sun is on its knees, dying by their gravestones while their shadows freeze, and the dead are walking underneath the trees. thought that was beautiful and beautifully read. The sun is on its knees, lovely little metaphor there. So what we like to do, um, folks, is to, if you look below that first padlet, you'll see there is a response padlet for Kit. So click on that. And in the Kitwright response padlet, exactly the same, click on the pink button, up comes uh, a box, and we let Kit know what we thought of his poems. So what do we like about them? Were there any words or phrases that um, connected to you? Um, how did you feel he read them? Uh, and what sort of response would you have? What images did it create in your mind? What lasting thoughts? Were there any words or, or phrases that stuck with you? I noticed in the spooky sentence, her chin was scooping for something I could not see in the darkness lit by a tooth and her grin creaked. It was that it was the darkness lit by a tooth, which was very striking and rather strange. So I'm going to put my response up. I know now lots of children will be putting a response up to Kit. So finish off your inside the box. Give Kit a some good feedback on his poems. Uh, and I think we've got an interview with Kit as well, haven't we, Russell? We have indeed. Would you like to run that now? Yes, let's hear what Kit has to say. Excellent. I've loved all of them. They're gorgeous. Oh, thank you very much. They, they, uh, they have a presence and, and feel like quite old poems. May I ask some more about them? When, when were they written? Yes, they were written, those, um, all quite a long time ago, 20 years, um, uh, maybe more. Um, so quite a, quite a while ago. I think that's um, wonderful, uh, wonderful, because they have set the, the language and, and the setting and the, and the expression in them took me back that amount of time, which I think is very interesting. What amazing skill you have. Uh, absolutely fascinating. Tell us some more about your, your thinking. Where were you when you did this? What, what kind of place were well, you? Well, I was living in Liverpool, um, and I uh, lived for a little while. And uh, uh, as I say, um, I was sort of opposite the cathedral, which is an extraordinarily great... Um, neo-gothic thing um the uh, the anglican cathedral it's on hope street in liverpool which has the distinction of having a cathedral at both ends um and uh, an anglican one and a catholic one um the uh, the catholic one's called paddy's wigwam it's a sort of crown of thorns thing um and the uh, the anglican one is very four square um pinky sandstone changes colour during the rain and things. And all rather, altogether a rather mysterious uh, building, I thought. Um, so that's where I was then. Um, and I, was about, I think it was about round about that time that I wrote uh, How to Treat the Houseplants. Um, uh, just because I knew someone who did have this uh, in... Uh, I lived with someone and was married to someone um, who had this attitude uh, in a way towards houseplants. She was tender to them and um, almost believed like Shelley in the theory of the sensitive plant. You know, they had feelings. Uh, 
and uh, I'm imagining a man, a husband or some such, who uh, who didn't, who had just the opposite feeling. Well, it has a really yin and a yang aspect to it. That comes <laughs> comes across very strongly, I thought. <laughs> yeah. Good. Um, tell me some more about yourself. Just, I mean, young writers. Where our, our mission is really to inspire the youngest of writers, and you've been at this for quite a long time, if you don't mind me saying. And so, very, very but, long time. But, so yeah. perhaps, perhaps I could just grasp some of your wisdom and some of your advice would be really useful, sir. Oh, uh, I don't know about writing. Yes, we, I spent we, a lot of time trying to. Uh, trying to get children to write poems, or getting children to write poems in workshops, etc., and on courses and things like that. Um, uh, and I still don't know. It's still a great mystery, actually, how, you, how anybody comes to write anything. And uh, when you can't write yourself, you complete sort of block, you, um, uh, then it's a complete mystery to, to oneself as well. Um, I'm not sure. I think the thing is to to read lots is very important. Lots of different kinds of poetry. And to imitate, if you want to. And I think it's a very good thing to do um, when you're starting off writing. Um, have a go at the, uh, at the forms, the rhyming ones. But they take a little more practice and a little more time. But you'll still want to have a go at those. Um, uh, and, um, yes, I think the, the, the unrhymed forms are perhaps the most attractive. But, um, but you, unless you have that practice, unless you get that practice at more formal uh, verse, then, you, then you, you don't get to experience it at all, so you never will. Um, so it's important to have a go. Um, I think, uh, I don't know, I think, I think um, be aware that it's a wonderful thing that you can do that nobody can take away from you in these times such as we've got now mm. um, when a lot of things are denied us that is something that you can always do to write poems and it's probably easier in a way to to write a poem than a story or a play it requires less sort of organization and uh, it can be done rather quicker um, so I think it's I think it's very it's a convenient sort of art form in that way, but I would try and uh, have a go at as many types of poem as you can um, using models. Yeah. Mm, indeed. Do you have a favourite spot at home that you write in? Um, uh, no, I tend to go all over the place. Um, never uh, uh, a lot in the kitchen. Um, being sort of needing kind of oral satisfaction of coffee and tea and um, things and dare I say it's a glass of wine sometimes in the use but also my study um, also the garden um, not if it's too hot it just overwhelms you mm. but I found it, found it quite good writing in the garden um, some people can't do that at all I think it's a very um, poor idea and destroys all concentration but I find it not necessarily so um, uh, so I, I uh, yes um, I tend to be rather um, 
I move about the place as a writer. Indeed, that's good to hear. That's good. And uh, do you have a notebook? We're asking all of our guests here. How do you note down? How do you create a, a log for all your observations? Do you have such a thing? Yeah, not a log. Not a log. Nothing so organised. But I have lots of notebooks and uh, wouldn't go out, really, without one of them stuffed in my pocket. Um, would... Uh, uh, and then uh, have been known to attempt writing poems on the top of buses. Um, gosh, that sounds a decent remark when people used to go on, on buses because of this terrible thing. Mm. Um, all these simple pleasures and uh, roles have gone. But uh, I'm a great bus traveller, train traveller, um, and uh, writing on them. Um, very often nothing to do with what one sees around one. It can be from anywhere, although it sometimes is. Uh, so I, uh, yes, I like to, uh, I like to have my equipment to write things down. Brilliant. And when you're observing things, uh, do you find people more interesting or objects and settings? Ah, both. I think. I think. I, I think people are probably the most interesting thing that life has to offer. Um, so, uh, so I give to them, really. But, but anything is, is, very, uh, is very pleasing. I'm saying a bit fraudulent, actually, because it's a long time since I've written anything for, for children. I've been sort of doing other, other things. I would not have known that you hadn't written um, uh, quite recently. I think once a writer, always a writer. And it's a real pleasure to chat with you. Thank you so much for giving so generously of your time today. I've really enjoyed that. Not at all. Thank you very much indeed. This is radioblogging.net, broadcasting live across the planet. I'd just like to reinforce my thanks there, Kit, chatting to Kit Wright. It was like speaking to poetry royalty, Pi. It so was. Yes, he's a, a great, great poet. And we've got lots of good responses um, from him. I love James's, James, age nine. It reminded me of my nana watering her plants with me. It made me sad because I miss her. And uh, poetry is about feeling. It's about feeling. It's about pattern. It's about puzzles. It is about feeling. It's a way of expressing our feelings, but also helping other people think about their feelings. I know exactly what you mean, James. I miss the aged aunt because she loves her plants too. Uh, and I can see her pottering around, watering her plants in the evening. So uh, I really appreciate that, James. Thank you. And Holly um, wrote this about Kit's work. I really enjoyed the poems because they were quite dark. They were, weren't they? And this is the line I like and held a lot of secrets between the lines. I love that thought. I also enjoyed listening to it because it was read well. It's a thumbs up from me. And, you know, I was referring to the tooth, um, Russell, uh, when he was reading. He talked about um, uh, the tooth and um, I was thinking it was a real tooth. So he said her chin was scooping for something I could not see in the darkness lit by a tooth. And I was writing my response and I put I love the internal half rhymes. So this was from the plant one. I've just been to the dustbin. And then I wrote, I was very struck by the image of the darkness lit by a tooth. And then I realized, of course, it's not a real tooth. It's a metaphor for a candle. So I wrote the tooth is not a real tooth. I've just realized that it must be a metaphor for a candle, not a tooth glowing, which was my first thought. 
So it's interesting rereading things, replaying the poems, listening again, which you can all you can do on all of this, of course, because every session is captured. Really helps us think deeply. That was wonderful to hear Kit's lovely, lovely, rich voice. And now, folks, we go to the next Padlet down. And this is where we are going to make our box. We put lots of things into it. Now we're going to make the box. And you can make your box from anything. But remember, if you're writing a list, a list of, let's say, three things, always powerful a list of three, use commas in a list. So I've just seen a butterfly go past the window. So I could say my box is made from, and don't just say a butterfly, but name it. So a peacock butterfly's wings, um, the, uh, the moss-covered stones in an ancient wall, and clouds drifting overhead so what is your box made from same procedure click on the pink blob up it comes my boxes and i've written in already while kit was talking i've written in my box is made from the silver bark of a willow tree wrapped around the diamond nib the pacific ocean's waves and when i wrote that i actually originally wrote the sea's waves and then i thought name it the pacific ocean's waves and the grumbling roar of a space rocket. So I'm waiting there for approval. So lots and lots of you will now be writing magical things that your box is made from and popping those ideas up. And while that is going on, uh, Mr. Mitchell, David, shall we pop over to Comments Corner now, which is underneath that Padlet? And if you click on there, David, can you talk this through? Yes, good morning, everybody. Um, yeah, comment corner is something we do again about two or three times a week, really focusing on giving some feedback. And there has been an astronomical amount of comments going on um, uh, the, the blog, especially this morning, which is great. Uh, we have a team of volunteers who come and leave comments. So do check your blog post back. And you can do that by uh, going visiting the tag cloud on the front of the blog site. Find your name. Go and find your blog post and go and check and if you do have a comment you can reply because all our commentators or commenters sorry they use um a, a kind of a format of leaving um some positives uh, asking a question and then suggesting some improvements so it's always good to come back and reply uh, to those comments for anyone listening adults and teachers all these comments are approved first we always check them through before they are made public so the whole site is totally safe um so yeah we've had we get comments all the time coming in and it's just nice to be able to um give some shout outs to people who have given some great comments and so we've just got a few to highlight the first one Kirsty Sutton left a great comment to Luke uh, a family member that, that is and it's always great um, to have a family commenting even if the children pretend they don't like it uh, we love we, we love it and they love it when the families get involved so a great comment there and Luke you've got a load of comments I think on there now uh, from people so do go back and check that's fantastic so thank you Kirsty um, Rosie uh, Rosie uh, made a comment, uh, a reply to Mrs. Liddell's comment. And we love it, like I said, when children do reply to post and, well, to comments coming in. So do check that out as well. Um, Ian, I think you've got a couple there as well, have you? 
Thanks very much, David. Yes, I do. Joe Pierce has left a comment for Giles. Uh, an amazing comment is full of advice, questions and praise. The three things that we absolutely love in comments. And then Giles's reply to Joe thanking her for reading his poem um, and the promise of, of spending some time thinking of some new words, which is how we develop writers ability and take writers forward. Um, David, back to you and Pi for the, the next part with a, a blog post. That's right. Uh, thank you, Ian. And one of the things, again, we like to do is just take um, a post, a paragraph from a post, and allow Pi to demonstrate how he would go and leave a comment or how he would improve and make suggestions to it. So, Pi, um, if people are on Comment Corner, they've clicked the button Comment mm. Corner, they can see Pi's paragraph polishing. And underneath there is a blog post we've taken, um, and we've just put that in. I just wonder whether you could talk through how you would leave a comment. What would you mm. say to this person in terms of making it better? What would your comments be? Okay, so I always read it aloud first, and I, I think that's important. You can read things in your head, but for some reason, reading it aloud helps you listen to what it sounds like, listen to the flow and the ideas and experience it. Dear Earth, I visited the Earth. I visited Earth one year ago. So nice little opening. I love the sunny Earth that gave me. I love the sunny day, sorry, that Earth gave me. And the ocean was filled with creatures big and small. So nice ideas. But again, name it. Be as specific as you can, because that builds the picture for the reader. So we could say, and the Pacific Ocean or the Atlantic Ocean, or the oceans that were filled with creatures big and small. Which creatures? So we could say, from the mighty whale, from a mighty blue whale to the tiniest sardine. And it just builds the picture there. Um, it was worth going down there. I think actually you need a full stop technically. I did not like how some people were mean to each other. I agree with that. We should be kind. What I did like was the sapphire blue sky. Now, I like the way you've got the adjectives in there to bring it alive. Do we need both words? If sapphire means the same as blue, it's a bit like saying the blue, blue sky. So I would go for which of those two, the blue sky? I'd go for the sapphire sky, partly because you've got a touch of alliteration, which draws my ear to that lovely little image. And I really like the next bit and how people can make glass sculptures. But again, give a little detail. It's a wonderful, unique idea how people can make glass sculptures of tiny animals, uh, of tiny, now again, let's name it, of tiny um, of tiny eagles and robins or something like that. And it really builds the picture. The traffic is really slow, but when I was in traffic, I could look at the huge green trees. Um, so the huge green trees, those could be oak trees, they could be beech trees, name them so that the reader can actually see it. The thing that amazed me most was how families and friends look after each other. Lovely thought to end on. And then he goes back to saying, I'm coming back in 60 years time. And I hope the people are getting along together and caring. One or two places where a comma is probably needed. Look at that last sentence. When I come back in 60 years time. I hope people are getting along together and caring. You could hear after the word time, we need a comma. So a little bit fussier with the punctuation there in terms of the commas, I think. Lots of nice, unique ideas. But my big one for this is try and name it. Try and include detail, because when you include detail, the reader can actually see it. So that's Comment Corner. We'll come back to that again every now and then. And if everybody who is listening went on to at the top, Listeners post, click on there and you can see what everybody else has been writing. And then you too can leave a comment. If we all comment on each other, 
be kindly, be positive, tell the reader what's working really well, raise some questions, get a bit of a dialogue going, and then see if you can find one or two places for improvement, but always leave suggestions. I used to say to my class, look, if you haven't got a suggestion to help the, re or the writer, then don't say anything. Now, we need to nimble as ferrets go to the next thing. So Wiley as weasels under the comment corner, you can see it says magical box. And this, folks, is what we have been building up to. So all the work that we have done so far leads us to this point where you are going to write your extended magical box poem. And I decided to have a box of curiosity. So you're going to write inside. Uh, you're going to have a box. It could be a, a, a treasure chest. It could be. Um, a rucksack, but some sort of container, a purse, my purse of whispers. Um, so whatever it is, give yourself a title. And then the first ones are what I'm going to put in. And then my third one is what it is made of. And then where did you find it? And then um, how long are you going to keep it? So. That's the structure. I'll read you mine. And then there is space below for you to write yours. Generally, people like to do it in a notebook and then it can be edited. Then you can post it up for everybody to read. My box of curiosity. Inside my box, there is a silent explosion about to implode. A street of soft concrete and the cold sun blazing. There are dry oceans, frosted volcanoes, opaque telescopes, clocks that tick backwards and the bitter taste of sugar mice. Inside my box there are twenty taxis tooting a tremendous tune. Three thoughtful rivers meandering to nowhere, confetti blossoming on winter trees and a lost politician trapped in a cage of thorny deceit. My box was made from moonlight, caught in an acorn, a traffic cone worn like a wizard's hat. Sweet honey trapped in jars that glow like snapped sunlight and pages torn from the world's history written on a pinhead where 40 angels dance. I seized my box from a rainbow's edge, sliding down its glittering curve into the mouth of greed. I'll keep my box until the wells run dry, the sun sighs and the world's wounds can no more be healed by empty hands that shake. And you can see all the little tricks that I've played building on the work we've done over, over the weeks. So in that first one, I've got some antonyms. I've got a cold sun. I've got soft concrete. I've got sort of opposites, dry oceans, frosted volcanoes. So I've played with opposites. And then in the second one, I did some playing around 20 taxis tooting a tremendous tune, writing ideas that were very alliterative. And then we got into what it was made from. And I really had to use my imagination there. And then where I found it, I seized my box, or I captured my box, or I imprisoned my box. And then finally, I will keep my box until... And that brought me to a nice ending. So please work on that and craft it. Give yourself time. Leave it. Go out to break. Come back at it. And over the day, work at it bit by bit until you've got your very best and then post it up. And um, our team of commentators will be working hard to come back and give you a comment. And I think, Russell, we really ought to nip to the extension task, the final one, because this is where... We set ourselves up for tomorrow. 
And tomorrow is all about giants. And I'm really looking forward to that. We've got the great Paul Cookson is going to be doing a couple of poems for us. The whole thing is about giants. And those of you who know my work know that I love tree giants and forest giants. So no doubt they will make an appearance. On Friday, folks, we've got Wolf Boy with the great Michelle Paver. And next week, yes, next Friday, we have Peter Bunzel who wrote Cogheart, and really looking forward to that. And we will have our usual uh, poets of the day. But if you click on the last one, the extension task, we've got breaking news, giant emergency. So this is an opportunity for you to record yourself. Um, uh, and first of all, you've got to write it, practice it. And we like the voices, folks. So breaking news, giant emergency. This is my model. You will do your own version, of course. Breaking news, giant emergency. We are interrupting this program to bring you breaking news. Giants have been sighted near Parliament. Police have cordoned off the area, but several giants have tried to walk across the River Thames. Helicopters have been attempting to stop the giants by dropping nets on them, but the giants seem impossible to capture. An eyewitness told the news... Oh, I never thought that I'd see the day when giants walk the streets of London. It's a disgrace. And they should be sent right back to wherever they came from. They've been very naughty. (laughs) (laughs) I love doing that. Do the voices, folks. Enjoy it. So... Either do the voices or do it in twos and threes. Enjoy it. We need some breaking news. And all you've got to do is look down there. You can see the padlet. But this is one where you can record. And Russell, how do they know how to record their audio padlet? Good question. There is a play button just above it where you can receive instructive audio about how to go through the process. Some top tips from us. Don't shout. Speak in your normal indoor classroom voice about 10 centimetres away from the microphone of your laptop or device that you're recording into. If you're lucky enough to have a microphone, get a nice distance away from it. Don't be too far away, but don't be too close. Good top tips there. Okay, so um, is there anything? One thing that I love about this, and I know, David, you absolutely love this, is if you scroll right down to the very bottom of the page, folks, you can see there this globe whizzing around, and it says that somebody in Ramsgate is listening to us, a whole stack of people listening. There are little dots all over America, and then there are some down the bottom, which must be Australia listening in, and then all sorts of flags. That looks to me like over a, a hundred different countries. Am I right in saying that, David? Can you talk, t- talk through that a little bit? Yes. Well, the blog is entirely open to the public. And one of the things we're, we're doing here is showcasing how this great technology uh, can be used safely. You know, we hear in schools all the time about the, the dangers of the internet. And yes, there are dangers and we need to be very careful. But used correctly, it can be a really powerful tool. And the blogging in this way, where things are uh, checked and approved first, whether it's a comment or blog post, can be hugely powerful because this website is open to the whole world. And you can see on the globe, right at the bottom we've got people from all over on there and it doesn't stop when we stop people come throughout the day during the afternoon in the middle of the night you people can come on the blog and they'll see because on the middle of the night here is in the middle of the day in australia or in america and so people come on and they listen to the show they leave comments for people and the flags down uh, in the flag counter you'll see that yes we've had 104 different uh, countries the latest who visited uh, today was palestine um 
very in the Middle East there. So we've got people from all over coming, and that's a huge inspiration to the children to make sure their writing is the very, very best it can be, Pi. So, you know, hugely popular and, uh, you know, a great motivator for writing. I just love that idea that you can post something up and somebody from Australia will be able to read it. And then what it does is, I've talked about today a little bit, Russell, about our classroom. And I do feel like that because beginning to get to know different people through the writing. And that's an extraordinary thing, isn't it, that we can get to know each other through writing. When people read things that I've written, we may have never met each other. But in a weird way, our minds have met because you've read my thoughts. And I love that idea that a child sitting in Ramsgate will write up their magic box poem. And then maybe somebody in America or Australia or New Zealand will read that and respond to them. And what it does is it brings our world together. It makes the world a smaller place. And we may all look different or we live in slightly different places. But in the end, we're all just humans. And the technology, when it's, when it's used well, when it's used well, can bring us together. And I love that idea. And it's probably quite a good place for you to round things up. Um, and I'm looking forward to tomorrow. Giant Thursday tomorrow. Indeed. I'm so looking forward to it too and sharing your enthusiasm for that. I've just worked out who that dot is in the United States of America. Good morning, Mr. President. Thank you so much for joining us. How about that? It's good to have you with us. Uh, final shout outs for, but this is part of the magic as well. Anthony Higgins, Mr. Higgins wants a shout out to Dylan, Rudya, hope I got that right, Matthew, Blake and Mario in primary three at our Lord's Primary School there. Hope everyone is safe. Bless you. What a lovely message there. Uh, good morning to uh, Sir David Carter. Thanks so much indeed for your lovely words this morning. Really good to hear from you as well. And to Dr. Tony Parkin. Lovely words. And thank you so much indeed. Uh, Nina will in silver how can my nine-year-old have a listen yes they certainly can it's magical wednesday love the fact that you're doing some great work as well lovely to hear these lovely messages thank you so much indeed shout out to john sutton that's a really good tweet thank you so much just going down here claire worrell thank you so much indeed very excited peter yes we are very excited next friday this friday we have the brilliant michelle paver and uh, a beautiful reader you're going to absolutely love that but next week it's cog heart we are so excited particularly Mr Mitchell I have to say Deputy Mitchell is off his seat with excitement there Miss Flatley hello good morning to you uh, thank you so much indeed for your message uh, hello to everyone at year six at St James there I hope you are enjoying this to Coral Rumble thank you so much it is really good we engage with lots of poets and we really really enjoy that Another very good morning to uh, Mrs. PJ and all the children at Christ the King uh, working on what's in their box. Uh, and that is really good. To Mrs. Foster, thank you very much indeed. Uh, shout out to everyone. Really enjoying that. To Claire, that's a lovely one. Everyone at the Highway. I think that's uh, a Matt, a multi-academy trust there. Solar is the group there and uh, uh, recommending us. That's very kind. Do recommend us, folks. Do tag us in your recommendation and we can see that recommendation and then just remind folks it's lovely to hear that miss wood hello to you thank you so much indeed jamie thomas lovely uh, message there from you thank you so much good morning to joe pierce again to Moulton cevc uh school primary school you are joining in today to everyone there no names of the pupils but a lovely photograph of you all working in a group there to christy blanche a photo thank you so much indeed that's really kind claire again and maria richards a very good morning to you mrs neeson hello to all your children there and i think I am done. Ian, what do you have? 
Russell, thank you very much. 19 minutes to 11, and we've heard from Jackie Bailey, who wants a shout-out for Winklebury School. 14 of them there, and two adults joining us for the first time. Welcome, Mr. Walker, a teacher from Bristol, also listening in. Good morning, Sachin says, thank you for putting my recording on the show. Thank you for submitting it. Always lovely to hear from you. Annabelle says, hi, please come in. My brother, have a shout-out. Thanks. Yes, you can. Love the fact that Gerald has been in touch this morning. Porridge is this mouse's breakfast of choice, which we love. Thank you very much indeed, Gerald, for getting in touch. Always good to hear from you. James from the Isle of Man loves the ideas of the games. Thank you so much for getting involved with that as well. Toby, hi, can I have a shout out from my mum, Sharon? She works for the NHS and she is the best mum you could have. That's wonderful. And that's why we're here to connect people and to pass on those messages. Toby, whose birthday it is this Monday. Uh, and it's going to be good. He's looking forward to it. Well, happy birthday for Monday, Toby. Have a great day. Lucy would love a shout out. There you go. You've got one. Finley, can I get a shout out to Barleyfield Primary in Ingleby in Barrick? I hope I pronounced that correctly. Thank you for getting in touch this morning. Really lovely to hear from you as well. Uh, Sasha from Warren Road loves this and gets involved every day, as does Rebecca, who's been enjoying getting involved as well today. We've also been hearing from people on the Gmail. Lots of messages coming through which has been great this morning carolina who's been listening with matteo who says thank you so much for the shout outs um we've got a fantastic show going she says and we're so grateful as parents playing teachers for a while well we're all here and we're all in this together um here's another message from alison lang who says hello uh, my year four st joseph joined in yesterday love the activities getting creative don't tell anyone i'm still in my pajamas today secret safe with us don't worry ran out of time setting my work and i got the heads email Got it all working today. Thanks for the brilliant shows. They are very inspiring. Claire Kilgore, a friend of ours and a returning listener. Children listening from the Highway Primary School, joining radio blogging today, but also says you should have heard the scream in the Kilgore house from Bethany and Mummy when Pi announced Peter Bunzel Friday next week. I know, lots of excitement around that. Lorraine Harrison, great to see some role play on the show today with the interviews with aliens. I know, lots of really, really lovely stuff going on. Mrs. Baker, who says good morning all, good morning to you. Zach as well, and the Lockley family, thank you for getting in touch. Also, Isla as well. Hi to Mrs. Ian, our class 5-6 at Skelmorley Primary, enjoying listening to the shows. Uh, and finally, going back to the contact padlet, Zach from Warren Road and Krista, Miss Little, a returning listener. Good morning to you, Miss Little. Um, also, Mrs. Pritchard, shout out to everyone at Osbaston Church in School in Wales. And a big thank you to Nee for telling me about this great show. Well, thank you for joining us. Also to Sarah, can you give a shout out to my two sons, Ethan and Joshua, who are listening from Chepstow and also love our shows. Finally, thank you for your brilliant show. Love Sophie and Ethan in Wiltshire. Huge number of shout outs. And if there are any that roll over, I am broadcasting this afternoon live at 2.15, both on Westwood Radio and here on radioblogging.net. I would be delighted for you to get in touch with the show, radioblogging at gmail.com. Uh, and I will read out your messages later, as well as playing some great music as well. Russell, back to you. Thank you. I was just about to add that. Some great tunes as well. Ian has a very eclectic uh, mix of music. You will so enjoy that as well. We are back here tomorrow. The time's just coming up to a quarter to 11. My goodness, so much, so many shout outs. We are back here again tomorrow at 9.30. Sorry, I must put my teeth back in at 9.30. I know. I'm old. I'm getting old. I don't have a bus pass yet, but I should have one. 
<laughs> at 9 30 let me try that again folks we're back here at 9 30 tomorrow we're going to wrap the whole show up in a package pop it on the website so you can listen again where you can go back and forward and listen to it but whilst we are live it's been a real pleasure to interact with you to read your shout outs out and for you to join in with us thanks so much indeed for joining us today on radio blogging catch you tomorrow 9 30 Welcome to Radio Blogging, daily shows with interactive activities to keep everyone busy and engaged. Brought to you by Pi Corbett, David Mitchell, Ian Rocky, and Russell Prue. Just listen and blog. It's live, fun, and interactive. And with new educational tasks every day, just head over to radioblogging.net to listen and find out more. 